Wow. That was a tutorial. That was a case study that the Harvard Business School can never get close to. I'm just going to try to reflect on some of the learnings that, that I got from listening to what Mac had to say. We, we talked, first of all, about what you do when you hit a brick wall, uh, a problem you don't know how to solve, some issue. Uh, Mac shared a couple of things, and not quite in this order, but one of them, he said, just realize that starting a business is like a maze. You go forward, and then you hit a blank wall, and you, you turn left or right, and then you find a little way out, and then you find another way out, and you keep forward. But he said one of the most important things is to manage attitude. And when he shared about the tremendous business setback, not only that, but I know that he was personally close to that top executive who passed away from brain cancer. And to be in a position where you owe a lot of money after being one of the great success stories in business is a terrible situation to be in. He said that he did several specific things. One was to get advice from people that he trusted. And a board member, Mike Singletary, came in and said, Mac, you're the same guy. You're the same guy that built this. You're not any different, and we can build it back. Now, I've seen Mike Singletary, and if he told me anything, I'd believe him. But Mac had the wisdom to believe that. He relearned certain skills. He, he hired others. It was the opportunity, as he put it, to begin again more intelligently. He realized, of course, that attitude and energy are directly tied to uh, energy level, and that if he could figure out how to keep his energy level high, then it could make things happen. So along the way, he's developed sort of five winning strategies, and I want to try to summarize these five. Number one, the importance of exercise. Nobody can build a solid structure if the foundation is weak. And if our health is not there, if we don't feel fit and strong and have vitality and stamina, we can't build on that. And so Max, focus on exercise and staying fit where he can do the things that he wants to do is incredibly important. This is very resonant for me because I know that when the person doesn't feel good about themselves, they can't do very well with others. And I've certainly had those periods of time when I didn't feel on top of my physical condition. When we get into any kind of an exercise program, it helps us. Now, you may be wondering what kind of exercise to do. The answer is anything, anything, whether it's walking 10,000 steps a day, whether it's climbing 10 flights of steps a day, whether it's walking faster than you normally walk, whether it's riding a bicycle, whether it's taking the stairs instead of the elevator, anything, exercise. It helps us to feel better. It helps us to live longer, and it gives us internal confidence. Number two, he turns to others for advice and guidance. There's an old saying that no human can be objective about herself or about himself. And so we need others that can look at us and give us that advice, like that great linebacker saying, Mac, you're the same guy that you were before. Third, look for internal sources of wisdom that come from books, that come from audios, that come from podcasts, that come from videos, because those inspirations work in our subconscious mind and they give us ideas. That's why quotes are so important and they've been so important to Mac. I think they're, they're important to all of us. Fourth, those emotional triggers. Uh, nobody could argue that music is not an emotional trigger. Every person on this podcast has had times when a song came on that you hadn't heard in 20 years, and it takes you immediately back to what you were doing at that stage in your life, people you were with, who you hung out with. We trigger our own emotions with music. Mac's got three favorite songs that he loves to listen to. What are your three favorite? What are my three favorites? These are songs that never get old. We never get tired of hearing them because they're so important. And then one I've never heard before, the one minute laugh. Now I have actually tried this uh, with Max's suggestion. And the first 10 seconds are the most phony, fake, ridiculous, contrived, put on laugh you can ever imagine. 
But after a while, you start to hear yourself trying to laugh, and then that's really funny. And then you start hearing yourself again, and before you know it, you are hooting and hollering, and it is physiologically impossible to laugh for a minute and not feel better. You get an endorphin overload. You flood your emotional engine just like a car can get flooded, but it's with the good stuff, the one-minute laugh, which is so key. And what Mac has learned is that we have to reinforce these things. In other words, motivation is not a a pill that you take when you feel bad. It's more like a vaccine that we take repeatedly. It's it's like the vitamins to prevent us from getting sick. And uh, of course, Zig Ziglar, priceless quotation. Yeah, motivation wears off. So does bathing. That's why we recommend it every day. I think you've been heard from what Mac has said that he's been a student throughout his life and the great people that he's met, he's learned from and made these notes because that's such an important thing. Dealing with problems. Relax, take a breath, make a list. Do one item and the other ones you either do or you delegate. What a great attitude toward problem solving. I think it does something beyond just get some things done. It gets us into motion. And when we feel paralyzed and we're not able to move, our confidence goes down. And motion affects emotion. There's an old saying that we all practice at Southwestern, and that is that action cures fear. Action cures fear. And if we'll write down something that we're concerned about and do that one thing, then the fear of it goes away. We start to feel more comfortable, and then we can do some other things because that's such an important thing. Uh, Mac has fallen back time and time again on lessons from different stages in, in his career. Having those short-term realistic goals. Remember, inch by inch, life's a cinch. Yard by yard, life is hard. So setting some short-term goals and ticking those off and getting that done because it's important. Uh, Mac doesn't coast for a couple of reasons. First, he's always regarded himself as a competitor. And even though some of us don't feel like we like to compete against others, we definitely can all compete against ourselves. What was my best yesterday? Can I do better today? Can we do better to improve the world? Can we make our product better? Can we reinforce what's going on? He also learned along the way the importance of that one extra degree because 212, that extra degree, that extra effort, that extra focus, that's the difference between really hot water and harnessing steam that can power a locomotive and change the world. Really incredible. We talked about uh, dealing with difficult people and I really loved the way Max started. He said, well, first of all, realize that sometimes people being difficult are really good because they challenge your way of thinking. Uh, he didn't want to be surrounded by people that always said, yes, Mac, whatever you think. He said, uh, they may hurt my feelings, but you know what, when I think about it, they were often right, and that helped me grow. It takes a confident person to feel that way. And then the other kind, when they're, when they're just causing problems, we listen for a long time, we try to help them. We use uh, Jim Cathcart's philosophy that Mac quoted, that what listening really means is a true wanting to hear. Listening means I want to hear. It's not I'm gonna to pretend to listen so I can tell you what I think. And figuring out if we can deal with it, and if not, sometimes we gotta pull the weeds. And that's just a fact of life as we move forward and it helps others really blossom in a great way. Retaining people, it's all about caring, it's all about mission, it's all about realizing that people look at the leader to set the example. And if we do that listen and ask formula, listen and ask, we're gonna figure out if we might be able to make a real difference. I appreciated what Max said, that it may take a while to get to the real reason. It may take an hour, it may take two hours. Sometimes it takes longer. But when we get to the real reason, it's only because they realize we truly care and that we're not gonna put them at risk by telling us what the real reason is. And understanding fundamentally that attitude of helping others feel important because they are important is what retention is all about. Showing genuine appreciation to other people. 
there's so much wisdom that just came. I'm going to listen to this again because I know I've missed a lot of things. But I think the last thing I'd like to wrap with this is this. Managing our attitude is two things. First of all, it's our responsibility. We can't depend on somebody else to walk into the room and say, I'm going to manage your attitude for you. We have to stand up and say, managing my attitude is my responsibility. And when we do that, we then have to realize that it's personal. That what motivates one person might not motivate another. Uh, The first time I heard about self-talk, somebody said, say this to yourself, Dan. And I did it. And I thought it was ridiculous. And it didn't work. And I felt less motivated. And I realized why. Because I was using the self-talk phrase or the mantra of somebody else. Fit them perfectly. But that person and I are very different clothing sizes. If I tried to put on his trousers or his jacket, it wouldn't have fit me either. So knowing ourselves, knowing what works for us, that's what it's about. So managing attitude is personal. If music doesn't work for you, do something else. If exercise doesn't work for you, think again, you're wrong. But if self-talk doesn't work for you, change your self-talk. If the people you hang out with don't motivate you, I promise you, change the people you hang out with and it will make a big difference. So I feel like I've been immensely impacted by this time with Mac Anderson. I've been a student, I appreciate him, and it's a privilege to be able to call him friend. So let's put this all to work, each of us. I'm challenged to do that. I hope you are as well. And we look forward to having you next time. In the meantime, remember, avoid mediocrity. Don't get complacent. Figure out how to move forward to those goals and realize there's ways around setbacks, there's ways around obstacles. Care deeply, and let's do our part to make the world a kinder place. Dan Moore, look forward to next time. Bye-bye.